Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Buenas noches, buenos dias. Hello, Restoration Church. Another Restoration Church Live podcast coming to you. We are here on location uh, in a different part of the city, which I'll reveal here in just a minute. But uh, uh, Restoration Church Live podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church in the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. And this episode is brought to you by Jesus, the Christ, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, who is coming, and he will bring about justice in the end and make all things new. Amen. Amen. This episode is brought to you by him. And so today, we have the opportunity to hear from uh, my, I, as I, when I go to different places, I will often say, uh, I have like five favorite churches in the, in the whole world. The first one is my own. <laughs> the second one, the second one is Iglesia Biblica Subime Gracia. Uh, and the third one is the one, as I'm talking to the pastor, is Mercy of Christ oh, wow. Fellowship. Uh, and so the other two, if you're wondering, listeners and Jeremy, who I'm talking to, I'll introduce in a minute, is uh, the fourth one would be uh, the church, the Kurdish church on uh, Central Asia, the Copuses. You know the Copuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the fifth one is our sister church in Tampa, Florida, Covenant Life oh, Church, Justin Perry. All right. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. That, churches that you have relationships. We do, man. We do. Uh-huh. So, so brother, uh, one of my favorite people on planet Earth. I love spending time with this man, Jeremy McLean. Welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. Just say hello to the people. Hello, my friends, family. Love you all. Love the Lord. Glad to be with you all. Amen. So we're going to hear today about Lincoln Heights. Guys, we're going to think about our own city. This is our city. We're talking about northeast, just above. So if you go straight out from RFK, just that you go north, right? That's right. When you go out towards the point on the right-hand side, that's Lincoln Heights, right? Right. Okay. But before, we, and we're going to talk about Mercy of Christ Fellowship. Mercy of Christ Fellowship is one of the two main church plants that our church partners with prayerfully and financially. And so uh, we want to hear today from Jeremy to learn about Lincoln Heights, the community, and Link and the church serving them, Mercy of Christ Fellowship. I could do this all day and talk to this brother all day. So I'm excited for you guys to get to know Jeremy a little bit more. So Jeremy, start first off by just sharing with us. How did you come to Jesus? How did Jesus come to you? Briefly, tell us about your family yeah. and how you got to Mercy of Christ. Yep, I grew up in a two family, a, a two parent household. Um, mother and father loved the Lord, kept us in church. Cleveland, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I have an older brother, uh, three years older than me. Mm. Um, we grew up in the church, but. Uh, we didn't make Christ our own. Mm. Um, and so we were pretty much, my brother and myself, I think we were going, just going through the motion. Mm. And we did it pretty well too. Um, and then uh, my brother went to college. Um, and it was towards the, his latter years of college when he went to Hampton University. He, mm. The Lord saved him. Mm. Um, and then uh, while he, uh, after college, while I was in college, I was at Howard University. My, by my sophomore year, this is about 2003, mm-hmm. the Lord used my brother to save me. And so I was, I told him that I was saved. He said, you're probably not. <laughs> uh, my Thank God for people that are honest. No, right. Uh, and so he pointed me to the scriptures and then uh, the spirit opened up God's word to my heart Amen. and revealed Christ to me and, and the Lord saved me. And in uh, college, my sophomore year, 
I graduated, started working in, I started working in Virginia. Uh, in about 2009, the Lord changed my heart and had me do inner city ministry. And so I started, that's how I got into Lincoln Heights, actually. Through, is this through Daybreak? Through, through Daybreak Ministry, yep. which is the inner city ministry, which is a faith-based Christian organization that seeks to, uh, to, that seeks to uh, uh, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ um, to uh, Lincoln Heights Public Housing Community. And we do it through, like, children's programs, mentoring, yep. and stuff, other stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Which some of our... Uh, folks in our church, I think, have yeah, done some things from time to time with absolutely. Daybreak. Yeah, yeah, good. Big shout out to Whitney King. Yes, thank God for Whitney <laughs> King. She's everywhere. I know, right? Yeah, so and so many others, and so many of you others have mm. volunteered at Daybreak. God. Thankful for you. So that's what got you into the Lincoln Heights community. Absolutely. You were a elder at Capitol Hill Baptist Church for yeah. a time. Yeah. So while I was at, while I was going, while I was serving at Daybreak Ministries, I moved to Washington D.C. and I was looking for a church home. Uh, Did you leave across. Cleveland to come to Daybreak? No, I left Cleveland to go to work in. Oh, Virginia. you were in Howard. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. And then I uh, moved to DC to work closer to Daybreak to okay. Lincoln Heights. I started going to Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Okay, uh, that's where the Lord kind of um, introduced me to the beauty of the church, and mm -hmm. also that's where the Lord the Lord used the church and the members there mm -hmm. uh, to call me into pastoring. Amen. And so it's there where uh, I became an elder, did the internship, became an elder, mm -hmm. and it's from there that planted our first church with uh, with Pastor Thabiti Anubuile. In Acacia River Church in like 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and then, she went with them. Yeah, I went with them. Yeah, yep. I helped plant with him and uh, Matt Schmucker and, and some others. Yep. And then in 2017, 18, the Lord opened up a door um, financially and just kind of with, uh, with the people in the community uh, to plant a church in Lincoln Heights, D.C., yeah. and, and where I was serving with okay. Daybreak Ministries. Okay, so Mercy of Christ was planted out of ARC. Out of Anacostia. Okay, Church, yes. and that was 2008, 17, 18. 17, yeah. yeah, good. You are the husband of one wife, one amazing wife. Yes, Tiffany McLean. Tiffany. And I have four children. Four children. Savannah, Silas, Caleb, and Karis. Ages. Six five three one. <laughs> man, it is a it's a circus over there at the McLean House, is, man. It is. I, I've been around your kids for something, you know, you just for a matter a of minutes. Circus. And man, it is. They, man, they got so much energy. They do. Woo! They do. They do. All right, four kids, ages six all the way down to one. One. Yes. Yeah. And Tiffany McLean is the hero of Mercy of Christ Fellowship and the McLean family and everything else. She's an amazing woman. Hello, Tiffany. Okay. Okay, so that kind of catches us up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's break in to the community of Lincoln Heights. Uh, again, just all our listeners understand, almost like the, yeah, so we're in Ward 3, Upper Northwest D.C. Yeah. Uh, you're in Ward 7? Ward 7. Yep. And Ward 7 is, again, go straight out RFK, straight out mm -hmm. from the Capitol, go all the way out towards that tip and go up just a hair. Yeah. Right? So Ward 7 is, um, to my knowledge, the... Uh, the largest, I mean, the war with the largest population of African Americans. Okay. Um, it's also uh, one of the wards that has the um, low lower income. Mm -hmm. um, so the median income of African American households is like forty thousand. Mm -hmm. That's in uh, wow. in my particular area. Yeah. Uh, the median income of the uh, those who move into the area, white and, and others, mm -hmm. is like ninety thousand. Wow. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's, there's a big gap. Huge but, but the people who have been there is yep. more than that 40,000 yep. 40, range. Uh, where I particularly serve, 
uh, a lot of the residents, I mean, um, um, I particularly serve an area that's public housing. Okay. Um, yeah. And there are like three large public housing properties in our one area. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's a very, it's, a, it's, it's populated with a lot of low income, a lot of kids on Title I. Uh, What's Title One? Title One is our, our kids who qualify for reduced lunch okay. or free lunch in okay. their schools. So that's basically yeah. uh, children that's below the poverty line. Yep, yep. Um, and so a lot of children in our area are below the poverty line. And Daybreak uh, serving them and Daybreak in addition to Mercy of Christ Fellowship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a bit of our, our neighborhood. Um, how do they? How do they? Where Where are they getting meals when school's not in session? Uh, when school when school is not in session, a lot of times uh, the the DC uh, has programs where they can go to particular sites and pick up and pick up lunches okay. from different schools. Okay, yeah. So highly African American. I think it's like he's ninety nine percent. Is it's that pretty high? Yeah. yeah. yeah so ninety nine percent, roughly African American. Yeah, rich history. We have uh, Nanny Helen Burroughs, an abolitionist. Mm. She started a school over. I just read something area. about her. Oh, did you? Yeah, we're yes. going to read about her at our at Daybreak program soon. That's cool. Uh, for Women's Month. Yeah. Um, the first African American, the first theater uh, in DC, in DC that was made for Black people was over there because mm. at a time they wouldn't allow Black people to have mm. be a part of movie theater. So yeah. he said, "Okay, I build my own." So they wow. built the Strand Theater, just right on the corner of Division Avenue, wow. right across from where we have have church. Wow. Uh, Marvin Gaye uh, grew up in that particular area, mm. um, and so there's a lot of no rich kidding. history over there. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow, that's interesting. I don't. I didn't know that. So that's fun. So a lot of rich history there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of poverty. Yes. A lot of need. Yes. Um, the one of the things that uh, that uh, I talked about before we hopped on this podcast, I asked Jeremy's permission if I could ask him see what he thinks about this. I talked to another brother, a good friend of ours named Joel Kurz, another church that our church is familiar with, in, in West Baltimore, which is kind of a rough part of harder part of Baltimore and uh, Joel and I were talking about just the differences in our community uh, Restoration Church and his garden church in Baltimore and I think this serves as a good kind of springboard to talk a little bit about kind of the spiritual climate like what's what are some of those barriers to following Jesus you know in our side of the town it's their it's their wealth it's their privilege it's their it's how much they have their education you know other interests and the like and so Joel Kerr shared with me that there's there's aspects to poverty that lead uh, to kind of barriers to Christ. Now Christ can overcome all of them, rich or poor. But um, the verse that stuck out to me, and I just want to get your comment on this: Proverbs 30, verses uh, seven, eight, and nine. Actually, I'm going to just pick up verse eight. It says, "Keep falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches." But give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Mm-hmm. And so Joel and I were talking about this, and I want to get your comment on this. Uh, just to kind of compare the differences in our communities of the same city mm-hmm. that are not that far apart. What are we, what, seven miles apart maybe? Yeah, Something like that? It's not that much. So... Uh, I was sharing with him that like that first half of that verse, what he says, unless I have, uh, give me neither poverty nor riches, otherwise I have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? In other words, they got so much, like the rich young man in Mark 10, and say, who's the Lord? I don't need him. I got everything I need. Uh, 
Whereas the, the one on the more impoverished end of the spectrum in that verse seems to be that it leads them some kind of criminality. To, it says there in that passage, to steal and so dishonor. So Joel said that more impoverished neighborhoods, he sees the barriers to coming to Christ, the spiritual climate to those spiritual barriers, is that poverty leads them to criminality. Mm-hmm. Is that is that Do you see that in any way as you know, consistent or something like that in your neighborhood. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read another verse too. Yeah. I'm going to read a verses. One, so in Matthew chapter 13, when it talks about the parable of the sower, and uh, you all can read it, but it, you see behind both of those and that, that one also. So he says there's, um, in verse 21, he's, verse 20, as for those, as for what was sown on the rocky ground, that is the one who hears the word mm. immediately receives it with joy. Yeah. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation mm-hmm. or persecution mm. arises on the common of the word, immediately he falls away. Mm. Then in verse two, 22, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches mm. choke, the, choke the word. Mm. And it proves unfruitful. Similar themes. Similar themes. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that uh, there's a lot of tribulation, mm-hmm. uh, not persecution for Christ, right, but right, a lot right, of very right. hardship. Of course, uh, that's going on. Yeah. And and so uh, and the, and the hardship, which then um, is the question is, are you going to trust the Lord or not? Yeah, yeah. Or are you going to try and take matters into your own, own hands? Yeah. Um, are you going to trust that even in the midst of this hardship? Uh, that God is is doing something, mm-hmm. um, and that He's intentional, yeah. and that's that's just um, for, for for most people. Yeah, yeah. Hardship, yes, is a as a, yes. a hard temptation. Yeah, right to overcome. And is that in and your so, neighborhood? Yeah. And so I think that uh, with a lot of the the hardship comes. Now this is not to blame God yeah. at all. Right. But I'm just saying what it produces is a lack of trust. Yeah. It gives opportunity for a lack of trust in yep. the Lord. Yeah. Which then leads to which then can lead to yeah. criminality yeah. and other things. Yeah. Um, to try to take matters into their own. And to be clear, we're not saying that everybody more seven is Absolutely criminal. We're not, not just saying. We're just saying those yeah. you might see that criminality more in proportion here than you would in our in our ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of uh, some of it just out of trying to Make necessity. Uh, uh, so, so, and that's just right out of the the uh, a heart, just a, yeah. a hard, dark yeah. heart that everyone has, but it just looks differently yeah. uh, when certain temptations comes. Um, I want to say something else. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading Exodus chapter f- uh, six in my quiet times, mm-hmm. and this was this this stuck out to me uh, when Moses, when God told Moses to go and talk to the people. Mm-hmm. And to tell them that he would bring them deliverance. Yeah. Um, and Moses was like, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe me, right? Mm-hmm. So God gives them a couple of signs to do. And, mm-hmm. and he tells them to go. And I'm, I'm with you, whatever case. So he goes and he talks to them. And uh, part of them don't believe. Mm-hmm. And in chapter, Exodus chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel. But they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit mm. and harsh slavery. 420 years. 420 years. Yeah. So they're like, why so am I going to trust the Lord? Right. So this yeah. is what I love about the Lord. He understands mm. us. And he knows that mm. that um, our good. unbelief has many different layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. The last layer. I mean, yeah. the, the main layer. Right. Sin is unbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. 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 And it comes down to... Uh, a sinful, a sinful heart. Yeah. Right. 
But there's just, there's a lot of other factors. Yep. yep. And even here it says they're they didn't listen yeah. because of the hardship. Yeah. And because of they had a broken spirit. Mm. Uh, and because mm. of the harsh slavery. Yep. yep. And so I think that there are also some yeah. people, it, it's hard to hear because life is so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I yeah. praise the Lord that he's a sympathetic, understanding high priest who, who saves for the uttermost and who knows all of the conditions, mm. whether it's to the rich, whether it's to the poor, he knows exactly what people mm-hmm. need in order to say and in order to bring them to himself. Man, he's so good. That's helpful, brother. So, so tell me, that's really good. So. Tell me, what does that look like in the day-to-day when you're trying to share the gospel with people and, you know, they're just not interested to coming to services or reading the Bible together? Like, what does that, what does that look like on the ground? You know? Yeah. What it looks like is uh, me understanding both of those factors. Yeah. You got sinfulness. Yep. Um, hard heart. Yep. Um, and then but real, also, concept, real reality. So things real are hard. Reality, and you got a broken spirit. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. and so I am mm. Um, mm. prioritizing the spiritual yep. while also serving the material. That's good. Um, <clears throat> so, for example, the other day, this, this brother just hit me up like, yo, Mr. Jeremy, I'm at my wit's end. I don't, I don't know what to do. I got the same clothes over and over and I got the same clothes on. Mm-hmm. So uh, this brother has come to church ever, ever so often. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what do I do? I, 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 I go, I pick him up and I say, I'm going to go take you shopping. Mm-hmm. And then we just go and we just go buy some clothes at Target. Mm-hmm. And while we're going to Target, I'm telling him, mm-hmm. like, listen, trust me, what you need is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's good. Right. So you're addressing that broken spirit. I'm addressing the broken spirit. But you're spirit. also going after the sinfulness absolutely. of unbelief. And the sinfulness of unbelief. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Man, that's good. And um, and so, and that's just how I'm, that's how I'm interacting yeah. with most of the people in my community. Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking them on job interviews. I am, I'm taking them to breakfast. I'm, I'm trying to provide for their needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm unashamedly telling them, yeah. like, listen, uh, the greatest need mm-hmm. is for you to find mercy with the Lord because what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Amen. Amen. Uh, but they also know that I care about them. Yes. Um, One of my favorite things, brother, about spending time in Lincoln Heights community is I, when I walk around, everybody's going... You're saying hello to everybody. Everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when I say I, I mean we. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So our yeah. church, so um, I'm learning from all the other yep. members of our church. Yep. Um, the sisters who move into the community yep. who are serving their neighbors and sharing the gospel. Yep. The brothers who move into the community yep. who are uh, ser- serving their neighbors, meeting needs, and sharing the gospel. So they're That's doing, you're members of, your, of Mercy of Christ Fellowship. They're, they're, they're doing, doing similar they're things. They're doing the same thing. Yep. I'm learning from them. They're learning from me. We're, yep. And we're in this together. That's good. We're together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise the Lord. And so uh, in such a difficult community with yeah. a lot of opportunity yeah. and wonderful stories, good things yeah. coming out. Tell me a little bit more now about Mercy of Christ Fellowship. First off, why that name and where do you meet mm-hmm. and what does church look like? When I was walking to the neighborhood uh, one night, uh, I was asking people to come to church. It was, it was, I was walking through like one of the public housing units and um, she was like, uh, it was, I was, they was out partying, whatever the case, right? It was, it was right before Easter. And I, she was like, man, if I came to that church, the, uh, the church would burn down. Wow, so that's what she said. That's It'll she burn said. down if I show up in its halls? It'll burn down. Wow. Yeah. And then mm. I just remember, and I remember a Sib's quote. 
Mm. Uh, it was more mercy of Christ, mercy of Christ. Christ and sin in us. Yes, yeah, amen. And I was like, she needs to know. I told her, no, I won't burn down. He's able to, he has mercy. Mm. Um, mm. And so that kind of stuck with me. So that interaction stuck with me mm. and, that, and that quote just yeah. stuck out. And so mercy of Christ Fellowship Church um, is how we, uh, is how the name, you know, came about. Yeah. Um, and you know, fellowship, we're a partnership, we're working with one another, yeah. and we're partnering with you all, yeah, praise man. the Lord, and yep, we're church, because yep. we gather. Here we go. <laughs> we, we, gotta we gotta gather. We gotta gather. We gotta gather, man. <laughs> so we fellowship, and we partnering with one another, yep. and we're church, and we're gathering with one another. So Mercy of Christ Fellowship Church. Good. And then you ask me what? But why when do you meet on Sunday mornings? You meet know, on Sundays at 10 a.m. Um, we sometimes, uh, we were outside for a bit because the pandemic in a right. garden right in the neighborhood. Now we're inside a community center right in the neighborhood. All of it's walking distance yeah. um, at 10 a.m. Yeah. And, um, and it's yeah. like a community center, I think. It's a community it? center. Yeah. yeah. It used to be an old club called the Barnetts, but uh, somebody bought it over. Um, a Washington Parks of People bought the community center and they use it for certain things. And I, and we've built a relationship with them, so they allow us to use it for a very okay. reasonable price. Okay. So meeting there at 10. Uh, I know in the past, this is probably pre-pandemic, you would, you guys would get there early because there's like a park next to it, and you would try to invite people into the gathering before they would come. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, good. So the service is pretty, you know, you've, you've been to Restoration. Looks pretty the same. You're yeah. singing, you're We're praying, singing. you're preaching. We're singing the Word, preaching the Word, praying the Word. Seeing the word, holding uh, up Jesus, holding up Jesus, big yeah, Jesus. Yeah. What are you preaching through right now? I'm preaching through. It's topical. Uh oh! How <laughs> dare you! <laughs> <laughs> it's topical slash exegetical. Amen. Hey, we call it topositional. Come on, I like that. Yeah, man. There you <laughs> so go. So we just finished the book of Philippians, and you know, yeah. at, the, at the end of Philippians, it talks about um, uh, contentment and yeah. uh, God's, uh, they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. They're also contentment. You see contentment in the Macedonian church, the yeah. Philippian church too, yeah. because uh, they was given to Paul, yeah. missed their poverty, and, and Paul reminded them, you know, God will supply all of your needs according yeah. to his riches and glory. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, so we were kind of camped on contentment. And so last week I did a sermon on contentment, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, talk, uh, encouraging us to be content in our weaknesses. Good. Because God's power is manifesting mm -hmm. our weaknesses. Um, There's you trying to address that broken spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, back yeah. to that. And then this week we'll talk about, so last week I talked about being content with weakness. Yeah. And this week I want to talk about being content with riches. Mm. Um, I want to come from Luke 12, mm. uh, about the, the parable of the rich young ruler. Okay. I mean, the, the parable of the rich fool. Yeah. So I'm going to come from there, and I'm also going to touch on 1 Timothy chapter 6, where he says, yeah. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And then also, for those who are rich, be rich in good works. Amen. Uh, Amen. And so we're going to touch, touch on that. That's good. And just for some context, how many members of Mercy Christ Fellowship? 18. Now. 18 members. Yep. On a regular Sunday, you'll get how many folks will be there? in the Plus children or just adults? To throw all the children in there. We love the children. All the children, yes. <laughs> about 30. Yeah, about 30 yeah, folks. Good. What uh, one, one elder? Two elders? One elder. One elder. We pray that the Lord raise up. Yeah, amen. Yep. Um, and it seems like the Lord is working in, amongst the men in our, in our church. And uh, they're, they're definitely kind of... Um, they love the Lord. They're very godly. They're, they're, they yeah. know how to teach. They're very yeah. teachable. So it just seems like the Lord is doing something. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for that affirmation. Um, and and most the of the members live close to Lincoln Heights? Like yeah. Lincoln? So that's, that's been wonderful. I, f I feel like the Lord has really um, 
positioning the members of Mercy of Christ Fellowship Church to be an impact in our community. Our church, I always remind our church that you don't need a lot to do a lot. Yeah. Amen. You don't need a lot to do a lot. You just need a few faithful folk. Yep. Um, and the Lord could do that and the Lord yep. could multiply that. And so uh, <clears throat> most of our members live within like less than a mile radius. That's great. Um, and, yeah. um, a mile, and, and also uh, we have like three of our members. So out of the 18, we got three of our members who will be working at a neighborhood school mm-hmm. in Ward 7. Good. Christian school. Yeah. And then we have a good about four other members who are not working at that school, but many other uh, members are actually like volunteering at Daybreak Ministries. Great, great. And then you have many living in the community. So yep. it just seems like God is positioning us in different places in the community yeah. to be salt and light in a variety yeah. of ways. And so That's I praise good. the Lord for that. I'm looking forward to what the Lord is That's doing. good. Yeah, the, so the previous podcast to this one talked about the way our church is serving a particular Afghan refugee family and simple stuff. Like we don't need a lot of, you yeah. know, a lot of money or time or, you know, just simple ways to serve a family in need. Uh, the podcast after this one um, is uh, a sister we sent out to Germany and she's just literally just trying to invite people to go out to dinner and tell them about Jesus. And here you are, you're just talking about like their school teachers and they're inviting them. Daybreak is just serving kids, right? It's This is not, how did you say that again? You don't need a lot to do a lot? Yeah. Simple, organic ways. Now you do do some things. I know we've we've done some turkey handouts, mm-hmm. you know. We've done the, the back to school drive, you know, you've done that all in the past pre-pandemic yeah. days. Yeah. So you'll do some other kind of more formal stuff from time to time to we try will. to draw people in and tell them about the Lord and serve needs. Yeah, you know, interesting out of all those events, what has brought people to our church the most yeah. is the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Just, at one point uh, there was some some shootings going on in a particular neighborhood of this system. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the, uh, and some of her, uh, at her previous church, uh, uh, some members of another church had lived on that street with her. Yeah. And um, a lot of those members left the street. Yeah. And uh, she said, I'm not leaving. And so mm-hmm. she started, she formed a prayer group and then we started prayer walking. While yeah. prayer walking, uh, we started evangelizing. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and, and since then, uh, a lady, has now been coming to the church service. Wow, praise and then, God. Um, and last week, she brought somebody else when they put to the church service. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, that's yeah, great. you got to do a lot. Praise God. Just building relationships, being present, yeah. being faithful. You've been too, brother. I know that you've you've spent a good bit of time because there's there's been a, you know, I get a text message from you, I feel like it's once every other month or more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of a, of a of a shooting and a killing and you've yeah, you've you've led vigils yeah. right there are numerous times in that mm-hmm. community yeah. uh, and been able to be light amidst a dark time yeah. to people that are hurting the Brewer family who some of you probably saw on the news mm. was right here yeah and thank you all for you all's financial support yeah they were, they were extremely yeah. blessed by that yeah so man this is just when I think about so I'm speaking to you now my restoration church family. When I think, and I've said this to Jeremy, I've said this to Alejandro, when I think about strategic kingdom work, uh, and I think about Alejandro's work amongst the Latinos of the city, I think about, brother, your work here in Ward 7 and Thabiti's work and Joshua Rulak down there in Congress mm-hmm. Heights. Yeah. Man, so much, so much need and so much good things already happening too. Mm-hmm. So much we have to learn from you. And uh, man, I'm just excited about the work of you and your you and your wife and your church's faithful labors, mm-hmm. and how 
Uh, man, I've learned so much from you. Yeah. And uh, brother, I'm just thankful for your labors here in the city. Um, Jeremy, yeah, there's a lot that I could say, but I don't, I'm not going to lead into flattery because he won't like me uh, for doing that. But uh, just, yeah, brother, I admire you so much. Yeah. And uh, I thank and God I, for and you. And I admire you all's yeah. generosity and you all kind of being there with us at so many other churches and yeah. places where yeah. there are when there is need. A lot of people, when they think strategic, yeah. uh, they want to go to the center of the cities yeah. and they want to go to places where there's, you yeah. know, big people. And they Cranes. Say, they say if you affect the big people, then you affect the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. And doing that, they kind of, they praise the Lord, they'll be blessed in those communities, yeah. but sometimes that's how communities yeah. like ours are overlooked. Yes. And so yeah. I'm, I'm reminded of Paul when, he's, when he tells them that he, they are uh, partakers with him. Mm. Um, of grace mm. because of their partnership in the gospel. Amen. You've been with us from the first day up Amen. until now. And Amen. so um, I thank the Lord for you all and, and yeah. uh, I'm sure that he who began a good work in Restoration Church yeah. will complete until the day of Christ Amen, Jesus. brother. Amen. Thank you for saying that. Well, before we leave, one way we could pray for you or Mercy of Christ Fellowship uh, you mentioned just you know just the need to raise up more elders. You also mentioned just the need to for more evangelism, people to hear the truth, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of things we could pray for, and we pray for brother. We pray for you guys almost weekly, if not at the minimum every other week in our corporate gatherings. But one way in particular that we can pray for you, either your family or Mercy of Christ Fellowship. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just pray for endurance. Yeah, uh, pray, Lord, that Lord will help us to endure yeah. uh, in the work. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, sometimes it could feel like yeah. um, I'm, I'm lab- I could be laboring in vain. Yeah. And I, and I, I resonate with Paul mm. when he says, I, I don't want to run or labor in vain. Mm. Um, mm. And so I resonate with that. And I, I don't want it to be the case. And I, I know that uh, I know that there are rewards in heaven. And I mm. know that, um, you know, God is my, is my reward. And so mm. I won't lose that. And so there yeah. is no... Nothing's being lost. Yeah, amen. You know what I'm saying. However, uh, feels that way sometimes. Sure, like it could be vain. Amen. You're trying to talk to people and stuff's Mm. not happening. So just pray that that we will endure. um, Yeah, yeah, and be not weary and well doing. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters at Restoration Church, yeah, please take some time after this uh, podcast is over here in just a second, and just pause. And just pray for endurance in the work here in Lincoln Heights with Jeremy, with Tiffany, uh, with the other saints here at Mercy of Christ Fellowship. Do pray for endurance. And uh, if you're looking for a verse, uh, look to 1 Corinthians 15, 58, where Paul promises us that our labor is not in vain. So just pray 1 Corinthians 15, 58 for the saints at Mercy of Christ Fellowship and their incredibly important work. So, brother, thank you for the time. Thank God for yeah, man. Uh, it's good to be here with you. Love you. Thank Love God you for Lord. you. Love the Lord. Yeah, man. Peace out. God bless. Peace.